0: How did you
1: know all that stuff i did my research you're listening to Fresh take a movie podcast we're digging up unwanted subjective opinions on film i'm mary kate martin and i'm emily murray all right
0: welcome back everyone we We missed you a little hiatus because i went out of the country we had all intentions of pre-recording these but you know things just happen
1: (laughs) watching movies is hard it's harder than it sounds
0: well the Thing is sometimes we do the well we always record these in like a block segment so it takes some time mm-hmm. we've got to set aside we have different schedules so
1: that's happens. true anywho we're back better than ever Emily's got a tan do I yeah a little bit it's that yeah. that Portuguese sun <laughs> <laughs> how nice <laughs> today we're gonna be talking about Argo the A movie best. I've never seen. I don't
0: know mm-hmm. if that's... Mm-hmm. Anyone knows, but that's how this
1: podcast works. Oh, just in case we have any new listeners, if we've upped from five. So. One of us has seen the movie and one of us has not. And I have seen this movie and Emily has not. How it's many getting... times have you seen this movie, Mark do you think? Um, Three or four times. Okay. Three or four. It's good. It's good. I like it. So, the synopsis of Argo. Do you know anything about it, first of all? before Only
0: that, like it won best picture but not best director that's Mm -hmm. literally the basis and ben affleck is in it
1: and it's based on something true great great it's a good starting point that's what i got so beautiful (laughs) love it love it acting under the cover of a hollywood producer scouting location for a science fiction film a cia agent launches a dangerous operation to rescue six americans in tehran during the u.s hostage crisis in iran in 1979 Exciting. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Ominous. So, this movie was released in October 2012. Um, It does star Ben Affleck, and it was also directed by him. So, first, I'm going to break down a little bit of Ben Affleck as a director before I dive in Ben Affleck as an actor. Okay. Ben Affleck, blah, 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 it's hard to say. So, he made his directorial debut in the early 90s with a short film that, from all accounts, was really bad and nobody talks about it. But well, we're to, talk today. We're talking <laughs> about it. According to Wikipedia, I didn't even want to put the title cuz the title itself was pretty weird. Tell so, me. I don't remember cuz I wrote these notes a while ago. I'm going to have to find this out. You can Google it. Okay. Our loyal listeners and be shocked. So, Gone Baby Gone was his second or we'll say first feature-length film. He also co-wrote the screenplay. And what most people consider this his directorial debut. It was very well received. Uh, one Oscar nomination for Amy Ryan as supporting actress. Mildly successful at the box office. It was like a true crime movie, I think. Was this uh, set in Boston? Two thousand and seven. Okay. Um, following that, in two thousand and ten, he directed the town. He also co-wrote the screenplay for that. Again, well received. Uh, one Oscar nomination for Jeremy Renner and a much larger box office success than the movie prior. Again, this was another crime movie set in Boston. So, he loves Boston. He's from Boston. Yeah. So. I kind of picked that one up. Yeah. <laughs> he is very Boston.
0: Have you seen Good Will Hunting?
1: You know I have. Okay. You know I have. That's the best Ben Affleck story. That's, I agree. I agree. All these others pale in comparison. <laughs> Sadly, he didn't direct that one, so no, I No, but I him didn't... and Matt Damon wrote it. Mm-hmm. So. He basically directed it. That's not and true. And it's about Boston. He, so I'm gonna There's a theme. One of my notes is I can leave the audience to draw their own conclusions about Ben Affleck and Boston. But <laughs> fun fact, so Argo, 2012, so two years after the town, this was different for Affleck, first and foremost. It was not set in Boston. Amazing. Stepped out of his comfort zone. <laughs> and he did not work on the screenplay. Okay. And this was a big box office success with many Oscar wins and nominations. So maybe the best thing for Ben Affleck to do is to leave Boston. So, yeah. Except for Good Will Hunting, a, a, a movie was he good. wrote, one best screenplay. So, Yes. Um, so following that, he directed Live by Night in 2016, which is the only one of these I haven't seen. It was the first movie that he directed where he was the sole writer. It was a huge bomb, and it was critically panned. So.
0: Poor Ben Affleck.
1: Not a great follow-up to... Oscar winner, that was Argo. So, maybe he stepped out of Boston, then he was like, I need to go back to Boston, and then Boston was like, we've had enough. And then this movie bombs, too. But, Interesting take. Interesting well, conspiracy theory. Yeah. So, next on the horizon, allegedly, was the Batman movie, but that's fallen apart, so I don't know. And then he had a lot of drama with his love life. And his personal life. And the then he dropped out of Batman. Went to rehab. Yeah, so... He's kind of... Who knows where he's at right now? I think... Probably Boston. (laughs) If I had to make
0: one guess.
1: (laughs) Boston. I I think that's his happy place, so that's okay. He should spend a little time there. So, next up, the stars of the movie. Ben Affleck, Mm -hmm. also starred in this. Um, So, we'll talk a little bit about his roles. Some roles you may know him as as an actor, not a... Uh, director. Interesting, I don't believe he was, no, he was in, he's been in all his movies that he's directed, I think. I should have made that note, but I'm pretty sure he has. So, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, School Ties, Dazed and Confused, Mall Rats, and Chasing Amy, which I believe is kind of what he was, that was like his breakout, um, mm-hmm. Goodwill Hunting, where he won Best Screenplay at the Oscars, Best Original Screenplay, uh, Shakespeare in Love, Armageddon, Dogma, Reindeer Games, Joseph King of Dreams, as hmm. Joseph. Didn't you like that? No, wait, you liked no. the other one. It's, it's um, The Prince of Egypt. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was one of those. My favorite animated film. Uh, Daredevil, which was, he's most made fun of for that movie, I believe. He's Just Not That Into You, which we've I talked about movie. a few times on this podcast. Uh, Gone Girl and Batman. Um. Martha. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just wrote Batman, even though none of the movies have actually been called Batman.
0: <laughs> no, Batman versus Superman.
1: Oh, God.
0: Mary Kate's favorite movie.
1: If I never have to watch that movie again, it'll be too soon. You
0: have full a, control to never watch that movie A burning
1: again. rage within me.
0: I want to tell, can we sidebar? Because I want to tell the short story of when you made, I made you go see Batman
1: versus Superman. All right, let's sidebar. Let's sidebar. It didn't
0: feel like I was making you go see Batman versus Superman. We were just hanging out. We went and saw Batman versus Superman. And then the whole ride home, you were very upset with me that I made you see that movie. And (laughs) I I don't don't know where the rage came from at me, but I remember sitting in silence in the car.
1: I mean you that movie steamed over that movie. That movie made me so mad and I unfortunately you you were you were there. So I was I there had to, and I it was it my fault. <laughs> you made me. Sorry. I'm sorry I yelled at you, but that movie is you garbage. It, it, you didn't yell at me. It was just more of a very awkward silent car ride home. I was also very tired. It was way past my bedtime. That is true. That's how I remember it.
0: It's the truth. It's the truth.
1: Back to sorry, Argo. Back to Ben sidebar sidebar over. Actually, we're done with Ben Affleck. Forget Ben Affleck. Yeah, he's done. He's in Boston now. Brian Cranston, uh, best known for his work on TV, Breaking Bad, Malcolm in the Middle, but mm-hmm. he also had some movies that he was in, That Thing You Do, Saving Private Ryan, Little Miss Sunshine, Drive, Contagion, The Lincoln Lawyer, John Carter, which my parents like, even though it's so My weird. dad loves that movie, too. It's a, is it just parents I think like it's it? It's just
0: probably like John Carter was a big thing back in the day.
1: I think my parents just like they like Prince of Persia too, just like those weird Disney movies that they're just ones that are always on TV. Right. But it was like
0: a uh, was a was it a book or like a comic thing?
1: Uh, I can't remember. I thought It it
0: was something like that. I'll figure it out. We'll talk about it later. Comics and novels. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead.
1: He was also in Godzilla, Rock of Ages, Kung Fu Panda 3, the strongest of all the Kung Fu Pandas. Well, I didn't um, even know that. The Disaster Artist, which you may remember, he was himself in that. I've never seen that. You haven't seen The Disaster Artist? Uh-uh. Didn't we see it together? Mm-mm. Who did I see it with? Mm-mm. How could I see a Not movie with, without you? <laughs> um, and he was also in The Isle of Dogs and The Upside are his most uh, oh, recent yeah, the upside, works. Which
0: uh, did very good in theaters for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, I... <laughs> Um, Alan Arkin is also in this. He starred in Wait Until Dark, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, Catch-22, Edward Scissorhands, The Rocketeer, Little Miss Sunshine, he won the Oscar, Get Smart, smart, Marley and Me. Was that too? Little Miss Sunshine? Apparently he was. I don't remember him being in that. I've never seen that movie either. I don't, I think I have a note about it later, but. Okay, we'll talk about it. I'll share it later. Okay, um, and last but not least, we have John Goodman from TV. He was on Roseanne. Um, he hosted SNL three, 13 times, three times 13 times, um, <laughs> he also starred in The Flintstones, The Borrowers, Blues, Braga, Bl- bleh, Blues Brothers, The Big Lebowski, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?, The Emperor's New Groove, Monsters, Inc., Heaven Almighty, The Princess and the Frog, Inside Llewellyn Davis, and Emily's all-time favorite, B-Movie.
0: And also 10 Cloverfield Lane.
1: Oh, Ten 10 Cloverfield Lane.
0: I didn't know you liked that. I do, but I also love B-Movie. <laughs> So, thank he you. was probably
1: a bee, I guess.
0: I'm I'm assuming so, but you can never you never know. There's some human characters in that.
1: We could we could probably do a deep dive into that one. It's... Have you seen that that film? <laughs> Is it a film? By definition, <laughs> yes. By default. Um I have not seen I mean, wait, that's a lie. I have seen it. I have seen it. Okay. It's it's just kinda like blocked in my memory. Mm. So I don't know why that would be blocked, it's at the forefront of mine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. And that's all I have for you in terms of stars. There are other people in the movie. It has a pretty big cast, but those are the main, the the main focus of the movie is on Ben Affleck and the gang. Um, that's it. I'm I don't have any bit- previous experience on this at all. So when I think of it, I think you'll experience it the way, the same way you experienced Dunkirk, when we saw that okay. together, where it, like, really builds... It's a great work in tension building, where you just get more and more anxious as the movie progresses. Oh, love that. Even though... And this one's a little bit less... Because Dunkirk, I think, was a straight, like, drama. Mm-hmm. This one's more of a comedy drama, okay. or a dramedy. Yes. Or Why a drama. you with that? <laughs> you know. Uh, yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm a genius. Um. So, another thing. Look at the tension... This is a good movie for people who like movies because it is about movie making. Okay. Um, And kind of take note about fact versus fiction because we're gonna have a fact versus fiction section after we watch the movie. That idea. All right. So I hope you're ready.
0: Let's dive in.
1: All right. Let's do this. See you on the other side. finished up Argo. Before we begin, I need to I need to show you something. And our viewers, this is important. This Although is our viewers essential. can't see, so but our viewers can Google <laughs> it listeners. later. Here's a picture of Ben Affleck's back tattoo. There it oh is. Oh boy. Yeah.
0: No. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna
1: post this on our social so you guys yeah. can see this. But that, is it real? Um. So he denied it was real, but apparently it is. He said it was real. That's disgusting. So I'm just it, saying... For those
0: who are just listening, because that's all we do, it, it's a dragon that covers it's his phoenix. whole back? Oh, a it's phoenix. It's a phoenix that okay. covers his whole back.
1: And there's like a little moon. And, you know, when you think about your time with Argo, I just want you to think there's a possibility he had this on his back. I don't want to think about that, because I really liked the way Ben Affleck looked in this film. <laughs> I don't think he can be a serious actor anymore with... A phoenix. Statue. I guess that's the truth. So I, uh, so you know, this was his last movie. So <laughs> everything treat- after is just fluff. Let's well, treat it as such. So I just wanted to put that out there. I thought it was good for I- you to know, and our Thanks, viewers. I hate it. <laughs> All right. So back to the normal way of things. Drum roll. What'd you think? I liked it. Great. Yeah.
0: I wish I had seen it when it first came out. I feel like I see that. I say that every time we watch a movie. But you do. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to focus on this. I, I, it, I wasn't distracted. I always so worry.
1: I always okay. worry about that.
0: This, but this wasn't. I don't know. I didn't have a problem
1: with it. But I do wish I'd seen. I just always wish I'd seen a movie in the theater. I don't think I saw this in. I feel like I didn't see this in theaters either, but I wish I had because I think it would have been. It would have played better on a larger yeah. screen, like in a Dolby. I was
0: like this came out in 2012, so I was like, yeah. I was like either a junior or a senior in high school, and I probably had no interest in
1: like I this I, kind of movie. I always kept it with 2012. I would have been in college, so I would have been a g gen- um, no you probably middle were like a sophomore middle like middle of college okay. But, I, you know, I always kept track of the movies, but I never went and saw anything because it's too expensive. Right. Now that we have AMC A-list. Not a sponsor, but we're <laughs> Sponsor us if you want. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you liked it.
0: Yeah, I liked it. Um, It was very... The end, like, the airport, the whole airport scene was so, like, suspenseful. And mm-hmm. really, they were
1: just lucky, honestly. Like, yes. there was a
0: lot of planning, but also they were just
1: lucky. And we'll dive in a little bit of... What? What if that was what actually happened? Okay. Okay, during that like time, know, so, so. Um, I would
0: like to say there's like a plethora of people you did not prepare me to be in this movie.
1: I did only give the top, yeah, the top like four.
0: But like, Hercules is in this movie. What? The guy who Tate Donovan, the guy who is the like ringleader of the hot the, of the
1: with the curly gray hair.
0: Yeah, he does the voice of Hercules. In no the way, of Hercules. Yes. <laughs> I'm a, big fa- I'm a big fan of him. He's also in Rocketman, and he was on the show The O.C. As the How dad. did I not,
1: like, hear his voice and know? And exactly. I think if you heard it now, you would know. I have to, I have to go watch the movie again. <laughs> Just watch <laughs> so the sorry, whole movie. And sorry. And watch all of Hercules. <laughs> and then we'll be back. Just for See him in, like, six hours.
0: <laughs> and then also, have you
1: ever watched The Mindy Project? I have. Oh, you're talking about the guy, the Writers Guild guy? No. No, who are you talking about? The guy, oh, the CIA oh, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um,
0: he's Danny Castellano, and I know he's so cute. And then Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of good last ones. One
0: was Piper from Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, that was kind of a surprise cameo. Words, so,
1: I think she was supposed to be. This is a speculation. I think she was supposed to be in it more originally, but she got oh, really? kind of trimmed down. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that, honestly, because
0: I didn't really know what, like. His like family life was so like very
1: little part of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it was kind of just like a blip in what mm-hmm. was going on. It's true, true, true. It really was. All right, so let's dive a little bit into a special edition of Facts versus Fiction, Argo <laughs> Edition. So again, this is all from the internet, so it may be so, fiction versus fiction,
0: <laughs> ultimate fiction versus fiction. <laughs> <inaudible> <laughs> <inaudible> <inaudible> <inaudible>
1: Let's dive in. Okay, so one of the big things, and this was semi-controversial at the time of the film's release, was that the role of the Canadian embassy in the film is very, is much smaller than it was in reality. In reality, the CIA was a junior partner, and Canadian's embassy did most of the heavy lifting in the Canadian intelligence agency. Mm?
0: Which is weird, because they made it seem like it was the other way in the movie. Like, the CIA did everything, and then
1: Canada was... No. Can't, yeah. Basically, I, I read it was Jimmy Carter, who was, the, who was the president at the time. I would like he, to talk about that for a second. He, he said almost chance. 90% of the operation was Canadian. Wow. Um, and also, no one ever threatened to close the Canadian embassy. Fun times. Were we gonna, You want to talk about um, Jimmy Carter? Well, Jimmy Carter's from Georgia,
0: and when they they were like, where do his kids go to school? Did you, do you
1: remember that part? Yeah.
0: And then they said, like Pace University. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure my high
1: school would like play them in sports. Like I'm like almost ninety eight percent sure. Well, I think that's not Jimmy Carter's kids. That's the chief of staff's kids. Okay, okay, somebody's kids. But fun fact, actually, I didn't write this down, but I remember the chief of staff actually was a bachelor at the time and didn't have any kids. So that's a work of fiction. Wow. Yeah. Cool. You gotta you gotta create tension. Some. Well, Pace University is real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not fiction. Or Pace
0: Academy, whatever it is.
1: Okay, yeah, so. Space Academy. <laughs> the British and the New Zealand embassies never turned away the Americans, which is said in the movie, and in fact helped them. The British embassy originally hosted the Six before they deemed it was too dangerous, and they also hosted other American hostages. Mm-hmm. And the New Zealand embassy offered themselves as a backup, and they also drove the Americans to the airport. Uh so, a lot of the tension, as you could see in the film, was built on the idea that they could be caught at any time. Yeah. So, in reality, the danger wasn't quite as imminent. So, Taylor's wife bought the plane ticket for the hostages from three different airlines rather than them getting it themselves. The last-minute cancellation of the plan was, in reality, only a delay of 30 minutes and happened before um, Ben Affleck's character even reached Iran. Mm. And so, like, se- way earlier on in the yeah. plan. Yeah. Like when it wouldn't have I really mattered. You, <laughs> um, the scene where all their identities are almost discovered and the airplane chase entirely fiction.
0: I, that seemed so convenient to me, and like, why would they chase them on the the tarmac? You know what I'm saying?
1: Like, that seemed a little sketch to me. Apparently, there was an issue with the plane, and it did make everyone nervous. It was just some kind of like te- technical difficulty, but it passed, and they Don't they you boarded. Th- don't you think like
0: cinematically they could have made just like an issue with the plane seem suspenseful enough
1: for that moment? Oh, for sure. Like, like they could have
0: they could have like made it seem like someone discovered something and there was just an issue with the plane, and there would would have been enough suspense in that moment. Yeah, I guess then he like a sh- random a kid shot putting in together a way. the pictures and then immediately calling the airport that doesn't make sense now. That I Though think that
1: so. is, I believe that is true. Like they were going through and putting shredded documents. Together. I believe that's true too, but like. The fact that they would actually make it
0: work in the right exact time yeah. if they were leaving for the airport. And they'd immediately think, let's call for the airport.
1: There were so many lies
0: in yeah, this I f- film. I
1: feel, honestly, I feel a little betrayed. That, and they didn't even have to be lies. Like, No. It's just like, okay, guys. Anyway, um, so they weren't all in the same house. Half the team was dwelling in another Canadian ambassador's home. And they were allowed to go outside. Briefly, but still. They weren't confined to the house like there's a mm. scene where they're yelling at the Hercules guy and they're like why did yeah. you go outside and it's like they they could go outside it was right. okay um so Alan Arkin's character which which I think is one of my favorite performances in the film yeah I wrote down a note that I just I like him and John Goodman together too me too me too but his character is not a real person oh so his name and some contributions were based on a man named Robert Sedale. But okay. he's he's not real. I mean, Robert Sadell's real, but I don't know why. But Alan Arkin is not real. Alan Arkin's also not real, so sorry. Conspiracy. Have you ever seen, note on Alan Arkin, have you ever noticed at award shows when they show him on camera, he always looks so angry? Yeah, he looks like he doesn't want to be there at all. He, he, but he always looks like that. Yeah. And he kind of looks like that on films.
0: I watched that show on, on Netflix with him, and it's pretty good.
1: The comedy one?
0: Yeah, but I can't remember what it's called, to be honest. Stand-up,
1: guys. Stand-up. Yes.
0: And and Michael Douglas is in it as well. Mm -hmm. It's really it's pretty good. Would like to plug that, but I don't know the name of it.
1: (laughs) Okay, so the original script was called Lord of Light. The CIA changed the name to Argo. Um, the storyboard art that you see was not actually done for the mission. It was created for the actual script years prior, a few years mm. prior. Uh, Mendez had a partner with him that was never mentioned in the movie. Uh, in reality, he was only in Tehran for a day and a half. Also, a little bit controversial. Tony Mendez is of Hispanic descent, Well, Ben Affleck is not white. So That was a little bit controversial at the time. Okay. Um, last little thing: the scene where they go into town to scout filming locations—that didn't happen.
0: Oh, when they go to the bazaar.
1: Yeah. The... Uh, why? So this movie is mostly fiction, as yeah, Jimmy, as Jimmy Carter like, said. It's a it's, good. He said that. Well, he's like, "This is great fun, but a lot of it's fabricated." That. Now I have a new look on it, though. Like I really. <laughs> I've tainted it. A little bit. Okay.
0: I'd like to say that the show on Netflix is called The Kaminsky Method. Oh, okay. I was wrong. I googled it. Extremely.
1: You said stand-up comedy guy. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it it was a potential title, at least. Yeah. (laughs) So, before I dive into more fun facts, let's talk about your favorite performance. Well, I liked Alan Arkin. Mm, Same. I liked, um, the Netflix. See, when I watched this, I didn't like Ben Affleck as much. Oh, really? This young, I thought he seemed a little bit wooden, especially compared to everyone else. Yeah. Who are very, like, especially the Hollywood part of it and the CIA part of it. They're all very vibrant. But Ben Affleck, he just seems a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I did like the whole CIA, like, unit of people. Hmm. Some of the hostages,
0: like, not the hostages, but the Americans and the, the house guests, I guess they said at the end, Um, they kind of annoyed me. Because, like, he, basically, this is the only plan and opportunity they have, and they're like, we're not going.
1: (laughs) I was like, you're dying either way. Yeah, that's the spirit.
0: But I guess if the Canadian embassy was never supposed to close, then they could have stayed there for longer.
1: I think, I'm not sure. You know, they could have been caught, but I'm not sure. Obviously, they sent the CIA to get them, so there was the possibility of it. Or they yeah. wouldn't have done it if it was just them hanging out in the Canadian embassy. So, obviously, there was some element of tension and suspense, yeah. but they really amped it up in the movie with just a lot of more tension than was actually there.
0: Did you notice that um, George Clooney was a producer on this film? Yeah. I was shocked.
1: Would you have preferred George Clooney to have played the title role? No. Okay. I don't know if that was even ever considered. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't you know, think so. I, I'm going to make that up. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I
0: don't see him in this part. Hmm. He, I feel like most of the things he does are like pretty light.
1: George Clooney? Yeah. Or at
0: least things I've seen him in.
1: Hmm. Up Ooh, in the air. I feel like he hasn't really done a movie in a while. He hasn't in the, in the while. He just kind think. of exists. He's just Amal's husband. <laughs> As he should be. <laughs> All right. I'm going to lay out some more... F- Let's do fun facts first, and then I'll get into the Oscar season. Okay. So, when you see the exterior of the CIA, that is the real CIA headquarters, uh, because Tony Mendez is still alive, he was able to kind of work with the CIA and kind of give them access to that. Um, But everything in the interior was a set. So, according, again, this is all according to Tony Mendez, according to him, Studio Six, that's the fake studio, proved so convincing that even weeks after the rescue was complete and the office had folded, twenty-six scripts were delivered to its address, including one from Steven Spielberg. Do you? Do we know what it is? Or no, but I wonder if we could guess based on the time. Yeah. Hmm. I should look it up. That's very interesting. Hmm. Maybe let's say let's just say it was Jaws. It probably wasn't. But V T. <laughs> Um, so in order to make the film feel like the 1970s and you may have noticed how like grainy it was yeah which I liked I thought it was very... I liked almost I liked the cinematography
0: a lot there was mm-hmm. a lot of my cool two shots I wrote down
1: and I liked the the color pattern like Me the color too. scheme I thought it was really nice but the um he so he shot it on regular film then he cut the frames in half and then he blew those images up 200% to increase the graininess huh. and you can really see it on like the close-ups I think but it, mm-hmm. it's really nice effect
0: Sorry, I just yawned.
1: <laughs> it's, you know, it's 8 o'clock, it's getting late.
0: <laughs> um, the, the, I liked, at the beginning when they had, like, the, it was, like, looked like someone was recording, but also, like, it just looked like
1: film, I liked that. I was actually, that was my next thing. Okay. About the cool. making good ups. transition. <laughs> For the opening scene, the director of photography gave 8mm cameras out to certain people in the crowd to make the opening scene have what would seem like actual footage from the Ryan. It's not mm-hmm. actual footage from the Ryan. So all the Super 8 footage that's used in the opening sequence of the storming was completely re- recreated. None of it was authentic. Which I thought it was. That was... I didn't know Yeah, at the look, time. yeah it looked good. I thought, like, because he would cut between, like, someone jumping the fence in the movie, and then it would cut to someone jumping the fence in the film, and I was like, yeah. oh, he's trying to, like, show that these things happen and, like, recreate these moments, but it was all fake. Not that it didn't... it Probably most of it actually happened yeah. to, like that, but... Um to do so. Ben Affleck requested that the actors playing the refugees live together for a week in 1979 decor in order to get better acquainted and to better understand the period. Do you feel like that's helpful? No. No. I mean, the movie, it's not like, you know, I feel like directors do that all the time. We recently talked about Olivia Wilde doing that for Booksmart. Well, they just had them live together. It wasn't like they were like,
0: let's live together and it's the 90s. In character.
1: Yeah. But I feel like their their characters in the in the movie like the least amount, right? Like they're the least interesting characters, so it doesn't really matter right. how they vibe. You know, if that makes no. sense. And I honestly I get them still confused because I don't like, know any of their names. Three guys with mustaches, and I would get mixed up because I was like, oh, I think he's having an affair with that lady because <laughs> he's hugging her. But her husband's not around. But that is her husband. But everyone has the same like mustache Everybody and glasses. The they all look yeah. the same, except for Hercules and the the two women. And I stand by that. I agree with you. So nothing in this movie was shot in Iran. Zero okay. percent.
0: Where was it filmed?
1: Uh, I don't think I wrote that down. Not Iran. Some of the
0: locations, like when he went to like Istanbul, they were really cool. Uh,
1: I think a lot of that was real, but not Iran. That's too far. Ridiculous. Uh, with John Goodman's performance as John Chambers, this is the only time that a real-life Oscar winner is portrayed in a film that won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cute. It's, it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> so the character of Jack Kirby, they don't actually say his name in the movie, but he's the one who does the storyboards, Okay. and I think he did them in real life, but he did them for the movie before it was turned into this. So, he is a co-creator of such comic book characters as Captain America, Iron Man, the Incredible Hulk, the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, and the X-Men. I've heard of them. Yeah, so, I thought you might... He's the... he's the guy. And, yeah. So, in the film, Tony Mendez hits upon the idea of the fake movie while watching Battle for the Planet of the Apes. John Chambers designed the makeup for the original Planet of the Apes, and he earned an honorary Oscar for that. Amazing. So Alan Arkin's character is said to be like a composite character. In real life, makeup artist Robert Seidel, a friend of John Chambers, posed as the fake film's producer, and his wife was the fake production company's receptionist. Uh, So Ben Affleck thought he had died, because John Chambers had died. Before this movie started So he just assumed the other guy died <laughs> So he didn't um, I guess he didn't reach out <laughs> so. That's just really poor research Honestly <laughs> But I guess he was told um, right before the film release That this guy was alive And he was like oh shit cool. <laughs> Sorry about that uh, And then he flew him in To the, um, the film's premiere And he gave recognition to him And Alan Arkin was the first actor cast In this movie now let's talk a little bit about favorite scenes. Okay,
0: yeah, I have a couple. Well, I think the whole airport is probably the most like
1: agreed, agreed.
0: I mean, it's the most suspenseful, so it stands out the most. But the the scene where they're doing the table read and it's like spliced with the news
1: and the hostages and like all the other things that are happening, I liked that a lot. You mm-hmm. do. So I I just like any the scene where Alan Arkin's arguing with the the writer about the script, it's just so funny. Like his delivery yeah. is just perfect. Yeah, yeah, and he was nominated for an Oscar for this. He did not win. Any other favorite scenes? Those are the the two I wrote down. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I do think like the movie does a great job. With, like, the first parts kind of, like, a comedy movie. Oh, did you notice the part, the Crossroads of the World from yes, Hollywood I w- Studios? I almost wrote a
0: note about it. And it, yeah, it looks exactly like the Hollywood Studios
1: exactly. crossroad, the Crossroads. Just, you know, It's a little Disney shout-out. Yeah. Um, Very accurate Disney. Yeah, right exactly. There. And it looked like the set where they're eating the tacos, that kind of looked like the old back lot at Disney. Just a mm-hmm. smidge. I think it obviously well, when wasn't. At
0: the, I'm, pretty, they're on, I'm pretty sure they are on the Warner Brothers lot. Mm-hmm. Because at the end, when John
1: Goodman and Alan Arkin hug,
0: the big water ta- Warner Brothers tower is behind them.
1: Yeah, and it's a I think it's a Warner Brothers movie. Like they used the old school Warner Brothers logo at the beginning. Oh, I was I got in I was gonna say something and then I forgot. Oh, Sorry. it's about like he bounces like this really great comedy part, but then it it like balances really well with like the dramatic portions of it, and especially yeah. the end. Like, once they hit the airport, it goes back and forth between a bunch of different locations. But yeah, I thought still... the pacing of that was really good, too. Yeah, Agreed. Agreed. So let's go a little bit into the Oscar. The Oscars of that year. So, um, so total nominations, Best Supporting Actor, Sound Editing, Sound Mixing, Score, Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Film Editing. So, a big deal was that Ben Affleck was not nominated for Best Director.
0: Sounds very familiar to me.
1: I know. So speaking of that, Bradley Cooper, Mm. who would later go on to be snubbed himself, Mm. said that year that Ben Affleck got robbed. Agreed. I do think, um, like, so he makes this, Ben Affleck made this joke. He said, no one mentioned that he didn't get a Best Actor nod. They only ever mentioned that he didn't get a Best Director nod. So he has a sense of humor about it, well, but it's the hmm? well. Bradley Cooper got best actor nomination, didn't he? Yes, but though I don't, I don't think I thought Bradley Cooper's performance was much much better than this. Yeah, than Argo because it's just he doesn't really grow as a person. He doesn't really have any big dramatic moments. I yeah. think it's kind of like. There's interesting characters, but it's more about the action and, like, what's going on around them. I would say, too, that
0: Bradley Cooper's directing was better than this movie, too.
1: I think so, too. But I don't know if we can even compare, because they're such different movies. They are very different, but and maybe Star- I'm
0: just a little biased.
1: Mm, and A Star is Born is now on HBO. Is it that's really? What- and that's what we're talking about? Yes. Yes, it is. Amazing. So I'll be watching that right after this. Now that we've talked about it, I... Need to see. It. But this, yeah, this movie I didn't think was really, besides like Alan Arkin. And I thought John Goodman could have also been nominated, but besides that, I didn't think it was really an actor's movie. It was just yeah. a. I looked movie.
0: at, I'm looking at the like list of all the nominees for Best mm-hmm. Picture that year.
1: Yeah, it's pretty stacked. So, yeah, yeah I was I actually have that listed. Um, so for our viewers, it's Django Unchained, Les Mis, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Zero Dark Thirty, and Silver Linings Playlist. Playbook. Playbook. What's playlist? Like Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, that's the sequel. Soderbergh's playlist. Yes. From Modern Age. Um, so this is the fourth film to win a Best Picture win without a director nomination. I should have written down what those other ones were, but I did not. So who won Best Director that year was Ang Lee for Life of Pi. Yeah, I
0: remember watching this year, this Oscars,
1: this one for Argo. Yeah,
0: yeah. I remember watching the, the award show.
1: Hmm. It's, um. Because I'd only seen, at that point, Silver Linings Playbook and Les Mis. I've seen Les Mis, Silver Linings, and Lincoln. And then I saw Life of Pi afterwards in Argo, I think. And I was I so saw...
0: excited for Anne Hathaway to win an Oscar. Mm-hmm.
1: She's Soaked. so nice. I like her. But I think. Have you seen Life of Pi? No. It's much. It's like almost entirely CGI. Oh. And so, like, what the director kind of does with that, I think, is impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think more so, like, I think there's some great stuff in Argo, like, artistically, yeah. but in comparison, it's just... But the Academy does tend to snub actors turned um, directors. I wonder if they... Did they nominate George Clooney? I... For what? Good Night... Or... Er, good Night and Good Luck? Yeah, Good Night and Good Luck.
0: I don't... I don't know.
1: I don't I know if he was snubbed, though. I don't know how much that...
0: Um, I have a question, just like a... Oh, he did get nominated for best director. Like a hypothetical question. Okay. Hit me. With the best picture category being whatever, up to ten mm-hmm. movies. Do you think that the direct they should open up the director's category to more people? Potentially. Mm.
1: I mean, I think they would have to open up all the other categories you too. Mm mm-hmm.
0: Then I think that they need to go back to five for best picture. It's just too much. I think it is. I because mean, it's always like this. It's always like, well, if they're not nominated for director, they're not going to get it. So it's usually people are only thinking about the five that the directors are for, too.
1: I mean, theoretically, when there's 10 slots possible, then smaller movies can get in or movies that wouldn't normally be nominated, i.e. I. Like Black that. Panther this year. And Moonlight, which um, one mm. probably usually wouldn't have been nominated. No, I think Moonlight was a front runner.
0: It was a frontrunner, but it's a very small film. Yeah. Very few people probably saw it before the
1: Oscars. Especially compared to La La Land, which yeah. everyone saw. Yeah. And it's a movie about movies, which the Oscars love, i.e. this movie. mm mm-hmm. um, This is a movie about a movie that was never really about a movie. Oh, well, see, we should watch The Artist, which was the other Best Picture winner, which well, is also about I the like movie. that movie, though. I've already seen it. The Artist? Yeah. The silent movie? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, you have? I saw it in theaters. I love that movie. I saw it, like, four times in theaters. Okay, I didn't see it four times, but... My favorite part? Well, we don't need to dive into that, but... that's a good movie. Everyone should watch it. Alrighty, so... So, Zero the Dark wins... already also a good movie. Why I haven't seen ever that. Ever seen? It's on my list. Put it on the list. So, it did win Best Picture. It won Best Adapted Screenplay, which, interestingly, I think I said before... Uh, Ben Affleck didn't work on the screenplay. It's the first one he directed that he didn't work on. Yes. So interesting that this was the one that won. Um, It also won Best Film Editing. Um, So it was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, Alan Arkin, but he lost to Christoph Waltz for Django Unchained. And then Sound Editing, Sound Mixing. And I was surprised that it was nominated for Score, because I honestly thought the score was just Yeah. I didn't even notice it, honestly, and I usually notice scores. And it's by a composer I like. It's Alexandra Desplat, I think is how you say it. And mm-hmm. he does good stuff. But this, I just, like, I don't really care.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Alright. Um, what was the biggest surprise from this? Um,
0: well, I didn't know, like, any of the story at okay. all. So, the whole hostages, any of it. So, the real life history story of it was surprising to me. I, well, actually, and from that, the fact that they were hostages for 444 days and no one was killed is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was surprising, and that George Clooney was a producer
1: because I just didn't know. And all the 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 facts that I told you that yes. most of the movies fake. Well, yeah, that and that That's just hurts Hollywood for you. <laughs> so this episode has been brought to you by the lies. Netflix back tattoo and lies <laughs> alright that's all I've got for you anything else you wanted to add before we wrap it up um, I don't think so All right, there were a
0: lot of good like one liners I wrote down a few of them
1: mm-hmm. Argo fuck yourself for one Argo while.
0: fuck yourself Um, I was screaming his name because I was fucking him <laughs> <laughs> the
1: two old fucks from the Muppets <laughs> That's a good one. I do like Brian Cranston. He says the F word a lot in this movie. and yeah. yeah, I enjoy it. He also, he has this great moment where his hands are like in front of his face and he knows like, they're talking about the bicycles, the plan for the bicycles and you know it's crazy and he knows Ben Affleck's going to look at him and he just like holds up his hand to tell him to stop, but he doesn't even look at him. He's yeah. just like, I know. <laughs> that plan, <laughs>
0: like I actually was like, what are they thinking?
1: Yeah. And so. they were like,
0: well, if they don't know how to ride bikes, we'll send someone there to teach them. What?
1: Alright, like, then this is, this is the government, this is lives, our lives are in their hands, it's fine, we just, you know, we just don't need to dwell on it. No.
0: Alright, that's all I got.
1: Alrighty, well, tune in next time where we talk about, I don't know, what are we talking about next week?
0: Um, I think we're gonna watch Adventureland.
1: Okay, okay. Which
0: is an indie film. It's a little bit more fun, and it's about theme parks. <gasps> Exciting! Which I love both theme of us parks.
1: The theme park. So,
0: <laughs> I think that'll be fun.
1: Alrighty, and just a reminder: like, subscribe, Fresh Take mauve Pod. Yeah, and you can also leave a five star review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. If you want to leave other reviews,
0: don't just don't. <laughs> we'll leave Put them five, somewhere you can, else. No, you can leave a five star review and then write the bad thing that you want to say. I mm-hmm. don't care what it says. Just the five-star review.
1: Yes, exactly. We're just looking for... We're about numbers here. We're just looking for the likes. Specifically, we want you to like this, and we want you to tell... Please tell people about it. We know there's only five-ish of you listening. All five of you. Two of us. It might be really just It might three. only be three. If we don't count Emily's mom, it might only be two.
0: So whoever the two of you are, thank you.
1: We thank you for listening, and please, for the love of God, tell your friends... Fresh Take Moth Pod. M-O-V, Moth. New episodes on Thursdays, sometimes oh. when we feel like it. Thursday in the morning, Thursday in the afternoon. What difference does it make? It's a Thursday. <laughs> and Fresh Take Moth Pod. Don't forget to follow us, Instagram and Twitter. We don't really use them, but, you know. We use them occasionally. Yeah. We're, I'm getting better. You're going to see Ben Affleck's back
0: tattoo. If you want to see it, you're going to follow us at Fresh Take Moth Pod on Instagram and Twitter, um, and you're going to see it.
1: That's is that Moth? Is that Moth? Moth. Movepod. Move pod. Move pod? I
0: don't know what it is, but it's M O V. M for Mary Kate. O for Oscar season. V for videos. <laughs> Move pod. Thank you very much.